Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pixels, a podcast for the discerning gamer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pixels. This is Pixels. It's a show where we talk about video game news, uh, analysis of the industry trends and events and announcements. Uh, we talk about games. That's a cool show. I hope you enjoy it. I certainly enjoy doing it. And uh, I enjoy doing it so much. I'm going to be doing it alone today. Uh I usually like to have co-hosts on shows, and this one included, uh, because we can, you know, bounce ideas off of one another, and then you don't have to listen to me and what I think is 100% right all the time. Uh, but, you know, this, this time, um, we've had a few... I'm sure you've heard about what uh, happened in France, and I didn't uh, quite have time to do the scheduling and uh, the, the guests were, it was complicated. So anyway, I figured I still wanted to do the show and, and uh, sort of have a change of pace and environment. And what better than talking about video games to people you like and enjoy the company of? And that's you, listener, you. I'm pointing my finger at you, even though you're not seeing it. So I'm gonna go. I'm get. I'm gonna be running through uh, the news, and uh, I'm gonna be talking a lot about Sony. There's been a bunch of stuff uh, happening with Sony uh, in the past couple of weeks, and then I'm gonna go through the games of 2015 that I am the most excited for, with a tier system of different, you know, labels of excitement. It's gonna be incredible. Seriously, you should you really should listen because it's going to be out of this world. Disclaimer, it might not be out of this world. Uh, all right, let's get into the news. Um, PlayStation 4 sales reach 18.5 million worldwide. That's huge, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? 18.5 is sort of an abstract number, isn't it? So... I guess we should compare it with other um, sale numbers from previous consoles. But even that, it's kind of difficult to compare and difficult to get a clear idea of what it actually is. Um, 
it's because even when you get other numbers from other consoles, it, there might be differences in numbers of territories where those consoles were available, or maybe uh, there wasn't a two Christmas periods or holiday periods in that span and things like that. So it's really difficult to see exactly how enormous that number is. But certainly, um, it's not small. I guess we can all agree on that. 18.5 is not a small number. Um, so just to give you a little bit of comparison, um, they shipped uh, 18, I'm sorry, almost 20 million PS2s um, as of uh, September 30th, 2001. And the PS2 is the biggest selling console ever. Uh, so at the end of uh, September 2001, that was about almost two years after the console was launched. It was launched in March 2000 in Japan and Asia, uh, October and November 2000 in North America and Europe, uh, the Paul region, as uh, Wikipedia refers to it. So it's basically almost as much as um, the PlayStation 2 did in a longer amount of time. Uh, so it's certainly, and, and again, the PS2 was the biggest selling console ever. Um, so it's, the PS2 sold 150 million units, uh, 155 million, I believe, total um, through its uh, life cycle. And the Wii, which is often regarded as uh, the, the biggest um, uh, game console, uh, certainly in recent memory, but we might sometimes think it was such a cultural ph phenomenon. Surely it, was, it sold more than the PS2. Well, actually it didn't. Um, it sold about 100 million total. Uh, and again, uh, circumstances were different uh, and there were, you know, a lot of, the time was not the same, the time frame was not the same, the uh, longevity, all of that, but still. So, um, it's the PS4 has sold in a year with two holiday periods uh, more than the PS. Uh, I'm sorry, the PS4 sold in a year more than the PS2 did in a year and a half. Uh, it also sold almost as much as the Wii sold in a year, and that was a cultural phenomenon. Um, so yeah, it's 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 kind of a big deal, especially since it seems Microsoft is lacking behind significantly um, with the Xbox One. Uh, that number, the 18.5, was uh, for the PlayStation 4, sell through. That means it got into the hands of the customers. It's not sitting in a warehouse somewhere. And the latest number we have for Xbox One, I think, was 13.5 million sell in. That means it might still be in a warehouse somewhere. Now, I'm sure, you know, uh, Microsoft might have better numbers to share at some point, but I'm not sure they're going to share it, share them very soon because it might make them look like a, a, a little bit bad. So anyway, numbers, who cares, right? Um, let's talk about more exciting things. Uh, the PlayStation Now, all-you-can-eat subscription service, um, $20 a month, uh, $45 for three months, which obviously comes to, wait, 35 divided by three, that's, uh, yes, 15 a month. Um, 
for an all-you-can-play subscription. Uh, that's the streaming video service. Obviously, everyone knows uh, that. Um, it's, I think it's a good deal. Uh, obviously, it all hinges on... Uh, let's assume you have a good enough connection and it works for you. It, let's assume it works as advertised for the purposes of this discussion, which I think it does work as uh, advertised. Mm. Certainly, the beta testing has been going pretty well uh, in the past few months. So $15 a month, you get all of the games that uh, this service includes. Um, I'm going to try and find the, the list here. PlayStation Now Game List. That's one of the first suggestions for uh, through Google. Uh, and it all hinges on the uh, games that you can play. And the thing is, they're, they're not bad. They're all PS3 games, so don't expect to be able to play uh, unlimited amounts of any PlayStation 4 game for that, games for that uh, service. Um, but you do have some uh, pretty cool things. Um, uh, it's a lot of Sony things. You have Killzone, Uncharted, Infamous, uh, Final Fantasy XIII, <laughs> Ultra Street Fighter 4, uh, Saints Row, Mass Effect 2, God of War, etc., etc., etc. I think it might be a service that if it expands and even more importantly, uh, if there are um, com com competi if there's competition in that field, I really hope that Microsoft is going to announce something somewhat similar, and then Steam is also going to get into that fray. Uh, I mean, Valve. Um, maybe they will. I don't know, but that would be super exciting if the price was brought down just a little bit. Maybe you know, include the um, PlayStation uh, Plus service in this or maybe on the on the microsoft side include uh the 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 xbox live in a similar service i i think within an, an you know a few months maybe a year maybe a couple of years maybe it's going to take time but i think these things might be a really serious contender for um uh, 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 and your, you know, your dollar, your money. It might be a, a serious way, uh, a way you could consider seriously for to play games. Um, we'll see. Um, I'm probably not going to be subscribing right now, which flies in the face of what I've been saying. Um, uh, and also, it's not available in Europe, so that also doesn't help. Um, but. I'm really excited for the possibilities that this opens. Um, for me, it's a little bit more real than some other things, like maybe even VR. I think there's still a lot of things to figure out in the VR space. Um, this is a little bit more concrete. It's a little bit more now. And, you know, that's funny because it's called PlayStation Now. Uh, there's also the PlayStation View, which is their IPTV service coming to PS3 and PS4 in, you know, sometime uh, early this year. Um, and the PlayStation TV being dis uh, uh, discounted, uh, I think it's going to be able to receive the PlayStation View service as well. And, you know, if you put all of this together, uh, you can get a PlayStation TV for 100 bucks i believe now with a controller uh and 80 bucks without a controller at amazon best buy gamestop and walmart um if you have playstation now and playstation view do you need a 
you know, it could be a, a decent device and provide you with enough that you don't need something else. Uh, I don't know about the PlayStation U service. I don't know, you know, what channels the crazy Americans have and which ones they want. I'm guessing there's no ESPN on PlayStation View. So, you know, how can you uh, live without that giant men, mountain people hitting uh, into one another? I was going to say hit it on each other uh, on the field. Like, I have to have my guy running into headfirst into another guy. Anyway, that's sports, as you can figure out. I'm not a big fan of uh, actual sports or esports, to be honest, for that matter. Um, so, yeah, anyway, PlayStation TV, maybe, it could, maybe it's a deal. Maybe it could be fun if you have PlayStation now, at least. I don't know. Um, Xbox One, yes. Let's talk about Microsoft a little bit. Um, Xbox One, uh, the, the latest dev kits have been freeing up some extra computing power for developers, meaning uh, they, so both of these consoles, PS4 and Xbox One, have eight core CPUs. And um, they have both been restricting use of the um, of the CPU to six cores, keeping a couple for system uh, tasks. And uh, Xbox One, the Xbox One dev kit has been, uh, has added a certain amount of a seventh core. Uh, that means that, you know, the Kinect might not be as available as it would be uh, because some of that functionality is handled by that seventh core. But uh, it means that games are running better and um, it's giving a slight edge apparently in some cases for frame rate for example um over the playstation 4 um and since you know there's a ton of things that contributed to the um to the dominance of sony on in this generation and not the least of which was the disastrous uh reveal i believe uh of the xbox one which we covered in the previous episode of pixels we we covered it at length uh, i hope you listened if you didn't well, you should, because it's. I think it was interesting, if I can say so myself. Um, and there was a lot of things, including the issues of performance, because given the fact that both consoles are basically equivalent power-wise and, well, a lot of things-wise, uh, games-wise, there are very few exclusives. Um, when, you know, you have a slight, ridiculously small edge uh performance-wise, then people start thinking, all right, they're both the same, uh, maybe I'll go this way. I don't think it's quite enough that Microsoft is getting a little bit more power now to reverse the trend. Um, I think price is a more powerful motivator, and obviously games, but those, the really big deals are not coming very, very soon. Um, and by the way, the price went back up. The price of the Xbox One went back up to um, three ninety nine. Um, that is dangerous. I think. I, I think they have to do it because they um, they said it was going to be temporary, and if they don't bring it back up, it's going to look really bad. Um, however, I would not be surprised if it came back down to four forty to three forty nine uh, without Connect, obviously. Um, by when easter maybe even before that like i don't know uh, valentine's day be my valentine 
play on Xbox One with me because we are one like the heart of the silicon CPU console that beats at seven uh, cores per hour. No, maybe something like that. Um, so anyway, I think by Easter, 349 will be back, but we'll see. Um, Microsoft is also hiring for top secret Xbox projects. Hmm, what might that be? Um, it's fairly reasonable to assume they're working on a VR headset. Um, I would be surprised if we didn't hear about that at E3. Um, I'm hoping they're working on a streaming video service thing. Uh, they do, after all, have all of those Azure Cloud Microsoft uh, racks of, of computer things power in the cloud somewhere um they should put them to use in that way um yeah so that that secret projects what else could it be if you could you know have your video game dream what would you want that uh, top secret xbox project to be i think for me it would be a slimmer xbox uh, one that would be you know 299 because i want to buy the console but i just can't justify it i want to play you know sunset overdrive doesn't it doesn't warrant the purchase of a console i think um forza i'm not that big of a car fan master chief collection yeah yeah i want to play it too but i i'm not 400 bucks worth of want to play it i'll buy one at some point um Intel, uh, they announced a compute stick, uh, which is basically one of those HDMI sticks that can run Windows. It, I like the um, Google Cast. It's cheap and it's limited, uh, you know, in relation to its price. That's absolutely fair. It's a cool little device, but having a device that actually runs Windows, I was, it, it's funny, I was... Uh, wondering what I could use as the cheapest possible device uh, to stream my PC's games to my TV. Heresy, I'm sorry, the PC master race will excommunicate me. Um, I, I, just, I just enjoy the sit-back experience. Anyway, I'm, I'm still a PC gamer at heart. Don't worry. Don't freak out. I'm here. Um, but, you know, so I was wondering about that, and no one had a really clear solution. And um, then comes Intel. Uh, Intel. <laughs> I can't speak today. Uh, Intel. I have a beautiful, lovely uh, French accent. Except it's not really French, is it? What is it? It's mid-Atlantic, I've been told. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, Intel introduces their compu compute, compute stick. Uh, it has an... Atom processor, a quad-core CPU. That's not bad. Um, it has a Windows version with 2 gigabytes of RAM and 30 gigabytes of flash storage. And there's also a Linux version, um, which has less RAM and less storage. Um, I, and it's not very expensive. It's somewhere around, I think, 150 bucks for the Windows version and uh, uh, 100 or even less for the Linux version. That's a cheap computer that you can just plug into your TV and you have so much more possibilities and capabilities than you do with your, you know, uh, whatever 
other box you use. Uh, for the price, I think it might be interesting to get one just to mess around and do a video streaming and, um, you know, home theater slash video game streaming device. And plus a ton of other things. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's it's an an interesting uh, device. Um, Valve is uh, going to finally unveil the Steam controller at GDC. Can't remember when GDC is. I had to. I I wanted to check it out. Uh, I think it's sometime in March. Um, I think so. March or later? Yeah, March second and sixth. Second to sixth. I'm. I have not completely lost my mind. I remember all of those days and years of working in the video game industry. Um, GDC is early March, and we're gonna see finally the Valve Valve Steam controller. That's really exciting as well. It might, you know, be uh, expand on the excitement of that uh, Intel stick thing, uh, because you can just basically stream your Steam, all of your Steam games, including those that could work with the Steam controller that emulates a keyboard, apparently not too horribly, uh, and and finally have a PC experience on your couch. The best of both worlds. I'm, I, I'm not sure it's going to work as advertised. I'm sure actually it's not, uh, but it could work well enough. And uh, they've gone dark for, for months now. The Steam box was supposed to come out even possibly last year. I mean, the specifications, the specs, um, should have been finalized a while ago, and they weren't. Um, I, my guess is they iterated on that uh, Steam controller for months, and they realized they had to maybe even start from scratch, but at least change it fundamentally. Uh, and we're going to see the finalized version. Maybe not fundamentally, that's a, a big thing. It certainly evolved if you've been following that. It evolved a lot through the past you know, year and before that. I mean, the, the early part of the year. Um, it, it evolved enormously. Uh, and anyway, I'm excited to see finally what it is because that Steam controller is basically the only missing piece to the Steam boxes. Um, so yeah, we'll know more about that in March. I'm excited. Um, awesome Games Done Quick raises more than a million and a half uh, for charity. Charity, they've been playing for, for a week, I think. Um it's cool. There, there isn't a huge amount to say, except they know how to do it. It's, it's not just a game marathon. They, they do fun stuff. I mean, they've done some weird hacks and weird memory injection in some games. I, I saw that Mario thing. Um, it was, it was fun. It was uh, interesting. Uh, and yeah, you know what? Awesome games done quick. They raise money for charity. That's good. That's obviously always good. Not gonna. Stand there and say it's not. Or maybe I will. Maybe I'll sit here and say it's not. No, I won't. All right. Um, a couple of extra news before we get into the uh, games of 2015. Um, if I ask you what game is the most sold in Japan in 2014, I'm guessing that you're going to guess... Um, Something that starts with P 
pole and that ends with came on. And you would be wrong. Uh, well, really, you would be half wrong because it's a clone. Uh, it's Yokai Watch. Yokai Watch 2 is the one that sold, uh, was the biggest selling game in. Uh, in 2014 in Japan, it was released in July, uh, and it's a 3DS title, and it sold about 3 million, uh, I believe, and uh, there were, uh, um, yeah, two, two it's, I'm reading the uh, Polygon article, um, there were two editions of the game, and there was Pokemon um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire that was sold, uh, th that came out this year as well, and sold about 2.5 mil. Um, Pokemon was released a lot later, uh, it was in November, so anyway, it's just interesting to think that Pokemon is not, well, no, actually, who cares? Pokemon, it's Japanese stuff, 3DS, you don't care, right? I don't care. Anyway, uh, Yokai Watch, if you like Pokemon, maybe try it out. Pfft, who cares? Um, I'm going to make enemies this for this show. I don't like Pokemon. I wasn't, you know, I'm old. I wasn't in like high high school or junior high when it came out. I it was. It's a small like, ooh, I choose you, beast thing. No, I don't like it. I've tried. I mean, it's one of the games that I want to get into. No, not really, but at least I want to get it. I, I just don't get it. I'm an old curmudgeon. That's what I am. Uh, I'm also an old curmudgeon about esports. Um, there's been this smite thing that's been going on for the past couple of days. Um, World Championship for Smite, which is a third-person view um, MOBA. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, it sort of was in the shadow of Dota and um, League of Legends for the past year or two, I would say. It, it's still here. It's not like it's not, you know, it's, it's still getting uh, airtime. It's just nowhere as big. Until this championship they put a lot of money in this and uh for example the champions won 1.3 million dollars 1.3 million dollars that's a lot of money that's uh dota international uh numbers and uh and it's working they're huge on twitch um at least for now uh, and i think they got an enormous amount of visibility with this an amount that they would not have gotten in any other way. Certainly they didn't in the past, you know, couple of years. So I guess it means when you want more visibility, throw money at the problem? Maybe. Um, I certainly have not seen or heard or honestly even gotten interested myself into Smite uh, that much ever before. It looks kind of fun and it exposed the game to a lot of people i think a lot of people are going to try it if they're into that kind of thing and by that kind of thing i mean competitive video games um, not necessarily uh, mobas uh, because it has a sort of not fps but tps uh, obviously uh, feeling because that's kind of what it is um and it, it exposed the game to a lot of people so go smite i guess and uh, that was that was it Pokemon and Smite, two games I don't care about. 
<laughs> to finish, to round up our news segment. But I mean, it's still a big deal. Pokemon is the biggest thing ever. Uh, and it wasn't first this year in Japan. Japan! And Smite, yeah. Is, there, is that the beginning of uh, a, a MOBA upheaval? Maybe. And uh, I don't know why I'm not as excited about esports as other people. I'm sure I'm not alone, right? Let me know. If, <laughs> let me know if I'm alone. <laughs> let me know if I'm not alone. Um, it's. I think it's. It's really. Uh, I, I, it's something, and we're gonna have a bunch of those in the games of 2015. It's something I would love to get into. Um, I just. I just don't. I think uh, my good friend Scott Johnson was talking about something like that. Maybe it was. Uh, I can't remember which game it was. Um, he was saying, I really want to like it. And it wasn't Destiny, I don't think. But he was saying, I really want to like it. But I just, I'm not, or maybe it was Jeff Canada and on DLC. I can't remember. Anyway, um, both excellent shows. Boob Show, DLC, um, downloadable commentary. If you don't have them on your listening device, then you should. Um, so yeah, anyway, I, I'm not getting into esports and... Uh, uh, maybe I will one day. I, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, 2015. So there are a bunch of games here um, that I want to talk about, and I was wondering if I, <clears throat> if I should go chronological or big releases or not. Let me just grab a glass of water. <clears throat> Drink of water. My throat is getting really, <laughs> really dry. Maybe I shouldn't do this in just one go. That's suicide mission there. I'm also recording a show in French in a couple of hours, so can't afford to not have that pristine voice of mine. Um, so I thought I was going to do it maybe chronologically, maybe, you know, AAA, biggest games. Uh, ultimately, I decided on the level of excitement that I feel towards these games. Um, it probably means that not all of those are going to be um, to be in there. Uh, but it's... That's, you know, to be expected. You can't expect and love all of the games. There's a bunch of them, though. I took a list of all the biggest games. Um, there was about, what, 25 uh, in there. <laughs> maybe more, and um, and went through them, left aside things like Battlefront, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, because I, I'm hoping it's good, but I just can't get super excited uh, about it. Um, Star Fox, same deal, um, because I love my Wii U, um, and I want more games on it, but I don't know, Star Fox, we'll see. I, I, I would hope it's good, I'm hoping I'm going to be surprised, but... I'm not excited about it. So I'm going to go uh, chronologically, but in three tiers. The first tier is um, games I want to try. It's games I'm, I'm curious about. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to be great, but I certainly want to uh, know more. I'm intrigued. Um, the Order is one of them. Uh, the Order is a PS4 exclusive coming out on February 20th. And it's not as big as we 
were led to believe it was going to be when it was first introduced. I think it was 2013 at E3 when the console was introduced. And um, it, it looked a lot more ambitious than it's looking now. It Now it's looking like it's an arena shooter, basically... You follow a story, it's well done, it cuts at some point, you're in a room and you have to kill everyone, and then you leave the room and there's another bit of the story. Basically, it's Uncharted. Uh, I can't remember who described it like that. Um, I think it might have even been on this show, but um, it's Uncharted, kind of, and... uh, Looking at it like that, why not? I, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near the game of the year list, but maybe it's going to be something fun to try. Battlefield Hardline. Um, that's coming out March 17th. Uh, I'm also curious. I've never really been a Battlefield fan. Um, I've been a Call of Duty fan back in the Modern Warfare 1 and 2 era. Um, I adored those games. I thought they were super well done, especially the single-player aspect. The multiplayer, not so much. And, I mean, yeah, I I liked it. I played it a lot, but it wasn't what drove me to the game. Uh, Battlefield, however, uh, I mean Hardline, is taking a very strong narrative approach to single player. It's like, in case you haven't seen the trailers, it's kind of like a um, a TV show with previously on Battlefield Hardline and uh, super. It, it's not a war game. It's a cup. A cup. <laughs> it's my glass. It's half full. Um, it's a cup game, like you know, cup buddy TV show things like the, is it NCIS? I don't watch those things, but like super explosive cop buddy movie TV show thing. Um, And it looks really well done. I mean, looking at the trailers, I want to play that character. I want to be in that adventure. Um, So at the same time, I understand it's maybe not going to be exactly like this once I actually play it and it might just be a reskin of Battlefield just like Battlefront uh, might be a reskin a Star Wars reskin of of Battlefield and since I don't really like Battlefield I'm not I don't know we'll see but I'm curious I want to try it Mortal Kombat X is it 10 or X? I think it's X. Mortal Kombat! Um, April 14th. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm more of a Street Fighter guy uh, than a Mortal Kombat guy. And um, I'm still... The, the, that trailer uh, they showed was sort of made me want to try it. Um, again, curious. I I know that there are two schools of thought and, you know, we look at each other from our Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat entrenchments and send looks of thunder across the battlefield. Um, But, you know, occasionally we cross over and have fun playing a game. Um, So, yeah, maybe I'll I'll give it a try. Halo 5. Um, I've never really gotten into um into halo because i didn't have an xbox one i mean the first xbox and when i got my 360 i played a little bit of x halo 4 was it 
I think, um, and just didn't get into it. But then Bungie made Destiny, and I really love Destiny. And as I'm sure you know, in Destiny, if you didn't, if you don't enjoy the the gameplay, meaning the actual act of shooting enemies in the face, uh, there's nothing for you in that game. And I enjoy that aspect enormously. Um, I've been playing on and off Destiny for, you know, since it came out. Um, I go back to it once a week, I would say. Um, and I, I played a lot. I, I have a level 29, I think, which is, to some, I'm sure it's ridiculous. But, you know, it means I put a certain amount of time into the game. Um, and my guess is what everyone's been telling about, saying about Halo, um, is that the gameplay is is perfect um so i'm curious to check it out i even sort of almost pulled the trigger on the master chief collection uh on an xbox one to get the master chief collection just because i wanted to you know see what all the hubbub was about but um certainly by the time halo 5 rolls out i will have one and i'll 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 want to check it out um the next one so halo 5 is q4 uh, of this year the next one is going to be sort of controversial, I'm sure. Um, it's also slated for Q4, and it's one I want to try. It's not my super-duper excited uh, list. Uh, it's Zelda U. And I'm sure a lot of people are, are, you know, sort of angry with me right now. It's like, how can you not be excited about Zelda? I kind of am, but, you know, I've never really loved the 3D Zeldas. I loved... Uh, you know, A Link to the Past and A Link Between Worlds, uh, the one that just came out last year on on uh, on 3DS. Was it last year or the year before? Can't remember. Uh, but I've tried a few Zelda 3D uh, games and I never got hugely into them. Um, I played the, the, the one, you know, the Ocarina of Time. I just, I didn't like it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, it wasn't my thing. So it looks interesting. Zelda U looks interesting. I'm just a little bit worried that given the sale numbers of the Wii U, they're sort of rushing it a little bit. I, maybe they're not. Maybe it's been in you know development for long enough that it's just baked. Um, but I'm cautious. So we'll see. Crackdown 3 has a TBD 2015 release date. Um, same deal as Halo, really. I never got into Crackdown, and I think everyone... It's an iconic game for the Xbox 360. It was, was it a launch title or very early title? I can't remember. But... Um, it's a it's a game that that everyone speaks of very fondly. So I'm curious to check it out. And the trailer was so over the top. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but basically what happens is that there's a, a guy that infiltrates a, a building, um, and they they have to go through security and all of this, and ex plant a bomb in the building and and make the building explode. 
not so the building explodes, but so it collapses onto another building that they couldn't get to, and then they have they they go and attack a guy that's in the other building, and that's like we're talking skyscrapers, obviously. So um, if that's the kind of over over the top action and quality gameplay, as you know everyone's been saying, um, that is worthy of all that hype. Um, I well hype is a difficult word to use but I think in this case it's it could be warranted because it's not like incredible hype but people are it's solid <laughs> solid uh, acknowledgement and uh and uh, excitement maybe not hype so yeah I I want to try it I want to try it uh the division again t- uh TBD 2015 um 2015, no, The Division, it's the other word I wanted to say. Um, The Division is a game that I did not believe was possible when it was first introduced. Um, Graphically, I thought it was bullhooky for sure. It's just too beautiful. It, It can't, it's impossible, not just for, I mean, certainly for a computer to generate these images. That I could trust. Uh, a computer could do it. Whether or not, you know, the, this generation's console could do it was up for debate. But a computer could do that. But for the human teams to create a world like this and to put in the immense amount of work and and minutia that was necessary to design every tiny portion of the world that you know that was in this game with all the details and the tiny if you just look at one car it's got so much detail like how long does the team have to work to do this it can't be financially and even you know chronologically possible I, it doesn't work in my mind, in my brain. It breaks my brain. However, so I didn't believe that it was. It would be like that. Uh, kind of like what we saw with Watch Dogs. You know, the the initial visuals, and then what it what it was like in the end. Which I understand is not about uh, was a computer power issue, not a, a um, design graphical design issue. But in the division, it was mind blowing. And the thing is, uh, then I played Assassin's Creed uh, Unity, which is ultimately I finished it uh, a couple of days ago and it's not an awesome game Uh, (laughs) I know that I said it's incredible and that's the thing I think it is graphically and it's fun enough I'm not saying it's bad but um, the script the 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 scenario the the script the story is abysmal Um, anyway um, it's graphically it's amazing it's amazing and it makes me believe that the division is possible and honestly i've played a few games uh first light by the way uh it's available on ps plus right now uh infamous first first light if you haven't played it uh if you don't have ps plus i think it might be worth getting ps plus for the year just for this game because it's it's 15 uh, dollars, so that's what a third of your uh, PS Plus subscription, and surely within you know the next eleven months, you're gonna have uh, the two thirds left worth of games. Um, 
it's a it's a really cool game. It's not like the best game ever, but for the fifteen bucks, it's a great five to eight hours of of time. I really enjoyed it, uh, especially after playing Assassin's Creed Unity, where some of the gripes I have with the game is how stuttery the gameplay is. Meaning, how many times did I start free running in Assassin's Creed, and I would like jump onto a casket? And then I would have to, I couldn't remember which button I had to press to get down from the casket like this, you know, 25 inch tall thing that where I was like stumbling about. It was, and in in Infamous, you just, it's so fluid, so enjoyable. The travel is so enjoyable in a way that Assassin's Creed unfortunately isn't yet even though it's gotten a lot better than it was before um and it, it's not to say that it works in assassin's creed works in the assassin's creed world it's just that first light is very very enjoyable it, almost like the uh batman uh, arkham games they're also very fluid very easy very um, natural in the way you traverse the environment um anyway tangent First Light, I think it's worth your your money. Uh, and I'm going to check out Infamous Second Son, which I don't think I would have checked out if I hadn't played First Light. So, well played Sony, I guess, even though you only gave the bare minimum for the PS Plus, uh, PSN outages from the holiday period. I'm still wagging my finger at you. Um, anyway, The Division, I think... Ultimately, having seen all that, I think it's going to be possible that the game comes out as it was presented initially. And that would be freaking exciting. But again, this is my, I want to try it. I want to see it with my own eyes before I believe it's good. And that's what the category is. Um, the next two games are, I can sort of lump them into, in, lump them into the same category. Um, we're still in the third tier of I Want to Try It. It's uh, Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain, and um, Final Fantasy XV. Both are TBD 2015, uh, and both are from a series of games that I enjoyed tremendously initially, and that I believe lost its way horribly. Uh, that was completely ruined, <laughs> ruined, by the developers that oddly enough were behind often behind the um, the initial games that I loved that which I don't understand I think it's kind of like George Lucas uh, what he did with Star Wars um, in the eyes of some people I'm not naming any names uh, but MGS1 was a work of genius um, and it, it, MGS2 just completely ruined the, the series for me um Final Fantasy <laughs> I have to go back a long time for them to for me to be super excited about those titles but uh, they were there at some point and uh they also lost their way pretty spectacularly I think and I'm thinking now might be the time to check them out again now might be the time to get interested into those games and um and I want to I want to try them I want to see what they are I'm I'm reasonably excited about both of those games. Maybe it's time that I get back into them. Um, tier 2. That 
is the tier for the games that it's not just that I want to try them. It's not I'm, that I'm curious. It's that I'm actually optimistic about those games. It's games, and there are a lot less in here. Um, it's games that I'm actually, uh, I'm probably, most probably going to buy. The previous ones, it's games that I'm probably going to wait for reviews or maybe a, a price to come down a little bit, uh, which it does very quickly nowadays because back in my day it wasn't like that um and um oh i forgot one in here let me correct that there we go um so the ones i want to be optimistic about um and i'm probably gonna buy probably don't hold me to it i'm thinking i might um bloodborne uh, it comes out march 24 um, and that's, you know, I want to get into the Dark Souls, Demon Souls, all of that series. I want to, I want to get what, how, why it's so exciting. Um, I got Demon's Dark Souls 1 on uh, Xbox Live on the 360, played it a little bit. Um, I sort of touched with the, you know, the the tip of my finger, kind of why it would be interesting, but I figured I had so many things to play, um, I, I thought uh, I didn't want to destroy my my efforts by trying a game that was really punishing, uh, because a lot of people report that uh, Dark Souls 1 was probably the most punishing of the that style of games, and, um, but I want, I want to experience that joy that uh, uh, excitement of overcoming those enemies without much direction uh, the sort of hardcore but possible uh, feeling of the, that seems to be the at the uh, heart of those games so bloodborne i'm I'm probably going to to try. Um, probably going to get, and I, I I'm really optimistic. I hope I'm gonna like it. It's kind of the same story with Witcher Three that comes out on May 19. Um, I've I've tried Witcher One for it. I put a few hours into it. Um, I've tried Witcher Two, and I didn't. I don't think I put a few hours into it. Uh, I must have been distracted by you know some other game that came. A, around or maybe just i don't know work um but i'm hoping witcher 3 is going to be the game the witcher for me and that rhymes witcher 3 the witcher for me um because i adored um not morrowind <laughs> the elder scrolls uh five ah oh, gosh i'm blanking how can i blank um ah Elder Scrolls Skyrim. God, I didn't Google it. I promise. Uh, I loved Skyrim. I played, I don't know, maybe 80 hours of that game. It, it it was glorious. And I'm hoping that The Witcher 3 has... I'm not saying I want it to be Skyrim. Certainly not. I want it to be The Witcher. And I, what I'm saying is, I, I think I have a place in my heart for this, if you put it widely, this category of games. It's not necessarily the the open worldliness that I'm looking for, but it's a little bit of everything, like this being this adventure thrown into a world that you're gonna 
<laughs> I think I'm describing half of all of the games in the history, so I'm going to stop. But Witcher 3, I, w- I want to like it. May 19th. I'll, I'm optimistic. I, I'm really excited about both Bloodborne and Witcher 3. Um, Mirror's Edge, the reboot, redone, re-whatever. Uh, it's not even certain it's going to come out in 2015. It might be 2016, but I really loved Mirror, Mirror's Edge. Uh, I thought it was a great game, and I'm hoping that we see a new one. Um, and if we do, I will probably get it when it comes out. Same deal with uh, Street Fighter V. Uh, it's not even certain it's going to be out in 2015. Uh, might be 2016. But um, I'm a, as I was saying when we were talking about um, Mortal Kombat X, um, I, I'm a Street Fighter head. Um, the one caveat, caveat is it's kind of the same engine as Street Fighter IV graphically. It seems very similar. Um, doesn't mean it's a necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I'm going to to play it for sure. I, I love Street Fighter. So, yeah, I'm excited about that one. And uh, No Man's Sky, that's an obvious one as well. It's not in my tier one because I'm still a little bit afraid that it's not going to be all we're hoping it's going to be, but I'm optimistic. Um I'm certainly going to play it as soon as it comes out. Uh, it comes out in 2015. We don't have a date, um, but yeah, I I wanna I I I want to love it. I'm optimistic. I think it's gonna be good. I so that's the thing with with that game. I think it's gonna be good. I don't think it's going to be stellar. <laughs> stellar, because right. Anyway, um, I don't think it's gonna be the game that saves the world. I think it's going to be a good game. So, you know, and I, I like good games. Not every game has to be master of the universe. See? Universe? <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I'll stop. Um, yeah, so No Man's Sky, it's, it's probably going to be good. And now we get to Tier 1. Tier 1 is Excitatron. That's the tier for the games that I'm really super excited about. There are only three games in there. And to be quite honest, the first one, uh, I'm not 100% sure it it belongs in there. Um, But I am excited because even though it's not um, as incredible as I hope it's going to be, I want it to be and I'm excited that it could be. Um, So that's Tomb Raider, that that third one. I really loved Tomb Raider, um, the the reboot that came out, what was it, 2012? Can't remember. Got it on uh, PS Plus last year. Um, And I loved it. Um, Uncharted is one of my favorite games ever, especially Uncharted 2. It it was a mind-blowing game. Um, My mind was blown. Do you remember that scene in in the building? the collapsing building, that's that's something that you will never forget in your entire life. Uh, anyway, I'll get back to Uncharted. Why? Who knows? I'm keeping the surprise. Uh, but Tomb Raider is a, a game I really loved. Um, I thought it was... For many reasons. First of all, it's it's basically Uncharted Lara Croft edition. Um, and I thought, except for the story that went a little bit too much out there i thought but it it was really well done it was a really fun game mechanically uh actingly um it was well put together 
And it also brought Lara Croft back to the way she was designed initially, um, you know, all those, what was it, 20 years ago, um, in a way that was a strong, powerful female character that was not just a pair of boobs. And, and the way the character evolved in the five to ten years after its inception um, was really discouraging because it's kind of like, you know, um, those Japanese fighting games. Ah, again, I'm going to forget the name. How can I? Um, well, anyway, all, all of the Japanese fighting games, be it Soul Calibur or Dead or Alive, that's what it was, uh, have gigantic boobed ladies. And it's, it's, you know, you guys know, I hope by now that it's an issue I care about. And I think it's important. And I think it's, it does have an effect. Um, that's my personal opinion. So when Lara Croft came back to a, a, a strong female character that was, and that idea that she wasn't born that way and that she was formed in that game through trials and adventures is was an exciting idea for me and um seeing the the formation of a hero um and of a real you know complex character uh hero not just this one dimensional in that case i think it's fair to say guy or girl um as characters she was Again, the story was not the best, but she was a human being. And that was really... Uh, I love games that have narrative. I love games that have characters. That's probably why I love Naughty Dog games. Um, Naughty Dog games. Because they, they really care about the narration and and um, and acting in their games. And Tomb Raider was kind of following that those footsteps uh and so this new one i think it's rise of the tomb raider is about what happens after that trauma of the first game and i'm really hoping that they script it in a way that is quote-unquote believable that this is indeed a trauma and that Lara Croft has to work through... Uh, the, the reason I'm thinking of this is obviously because the um, the trailer showed her in a shrink's office um, working through the horrible issues and trauma that she lived through in the first game. And certainly, I'm not saying, you know, Tomb Raider should happen in a, in a shrink's office, although that's certainly a narrative tool that they can use, her reliving some things or... You know, maybe the shrink's office is happening after the events of the second game where she's recounting everything that that she went through, including the first game. Um, so all of that is super exciting. I think they came out with a super solid game and that on the on the foundation of this, they can make a spectacular game in the way that Uncharted 2 was built on the foundation, was a spectacular game built on the foundation of a good game. Uncharted 1, I don't think, was amazing. It was good, but it wasn't spectacular. Um, so yeah, I guess you can hear it in my voice. Tomb Raider, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, for me, is an Excitatron game. The second one um, is... Should I do Uncharted now? 
yeah, I'm going to keep, you've probably guessed which one is the last one now, but uh, Uncharted 4 doesn't require a huge amount of explanation. I mean, as I was saying, Uncharted 2, I think, is the best, one of the best games I've ever played. Um, 3 was good. It wasn't quite as good as the second one. Um, it was a little bit, I don't want to say conceited, but at some point, there's only so much you can do to make the new game better than the previous one. Um and that should tell you something about Uncharted 4, shouldn't it? Or at least it should tell me something. <laughs> uh, certainly the trailer, or not the trailer, the 15 minutes of gameplay that we got um, at the PlayStation Experience back in, was it December? Might have been early December. Um, or maybe November, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, it didn't convince me that Uncharted 4 was going to be a, a spectacular departure from Uncharted 3. It seems like it's probably going to be an evolution of that game, um, which I I enjoyed Uncharted 3 enough and Uncharted the series enough that I want to play that, that next-gen uh, thing. Um, and who knows? We might be pleasantly surprised by what happens with the, with the actual game. Um I'm sure they've learned a lot from The Last of Us, which is also a game I, I adored. Um, and it's uh, even if it's just more Uncharted with next-gen faces uh, and environments, then I'm in. I'm, I'm <laughs> At the same time, I'm really hoping it's, like, better. Just, quote-unquote, better than, than the previous ones. But I'm not sure how they can make that, so I'm going to be realistic and say I'm actually just excited about more Uncharted because I just love it that much. That's personal, but that's what it is. And finally, um, the last of the three Excitatron uh, games uh, for me of 2015 is Arkham Knight. Um, I adore the Arkham City and uh, Asylum games. I'm going to work through um, Origins. I, I only just launched it a couple of days ago. I'm going to play it, I'm sure. Uh, I understand it's, uh, it's you know, it's not who developed um, Arkham. Ah, Rocksteady, was it? I can't remember. I'm terrible. I'm not prepared. I am not prepared. Yes, Rocksteady. Uh, so it was Warner Bros, I think, directly that made uh, Arkham uh, Origins uh, and not Rocksteady. Um, but I'm... I'm, Yeah, it's Warner Bros uh, Montreal uh, that, that developed that one in the series. Um, but I'm sure, you know, it, it seems fun enough and I'm really hoping that uh, Night is just as good as City was. Uh, some people prefer Asylum, some people prefer, some people prefer Night. Um, I'm sorry, some people prefer Asylum, some people prefer City. I don't think a lot of people uh, have Origins as their best in the series uh, selection, but those two games, I, I've told the story a couple of times, I think. Uh, I got them when my wife was away during a Christmas holiday a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, and I played through both of them in like, I don't know, four days or something like that. It, they're so enjoyable, um, so fluid. The gameplay is so perfect. Um, 
And honestly, I wasn't a big fan of Batman before I played those games. Um, it just the the combat system was momentous. It everyone a lot of games have been inspired by that combat system. And but it wasn't just that the open worldliness was it worked it was fun it was well written I, I almost cried at the end of uh, of Arkham uh, Asylum those who those of you who've played it will know that it was actually an emotional moment and managing to make players emotional with characters with you know caricatural characters like Batman and and the Joker is really a feat of strength and they managed to do it uh, Arkham City was just plain fun it was very well written as well I, I would stay you know minutes like literal minutes which is a long time doing nothing just perched on the top of a, of a skyscraper listening to the conversations that thugs were having in the streets uh, I don't know that I've ever done that in any game before <laughs> but uh, or anything like that um so yeah it's it's really an awesome mechanically uh scriptedly and and um just in every aspect i enjoyed uh the batman games and they're fluid in a way that many other games don't manage to be um most notably um that assassin's creed thing i described um so yeah, it's there. I could talk about Arkham for for hours. It's it's a game I really love. But so that's why I'm so excited about Arkham Knight. Honestly, I don't even care all that much about the Batmobile thing, the Bat Tank um, feature that they've um, uh, showcased a few times as the main new feature of the game and. Even though people have said, I've I've heard a couple of reliable reports of people saying, it's actually fun, it works. I didn't think I was going to be excited about the vehicle, but I am. So that's great. And if that's the case, even better for me. But I'm just excited about having a solid quality Batman game um, to, to enjoy. It's been, you know, some series put out a, a, a game every year. And then they wonder what why people get fatigued, and you know in the in the process they get lots and lots of money, so maybe maybe they have it right but for for Arkham, it's been a couple of years uh for me uh even from the previous game when did the when did uh, origins come out let's see um october twenty fifth 2013 and uh night is coming out on june 2nd 2015 so it's like a year and a half uh or even more than a year and a half between the two um the two games so you know it's better than one year right i guess anyway for me i haven't played origins yet so um it's been a little bit longer than that even so um yeah i'm excited I'm really excited about this one as well. There are a couple of... Uh, I, I didn't mention things like uh, Project Cars or even uh, Mighty Number no. 9 was in some of the lists I, I looked at. Uh, Quantum Break. Uh, yeah, they're, they're all... Ex I'm sure there are a lot of people excited for those games. They're just not exciting for me. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be 
you know, enjoying them when they come out um, and that I'm not going to be actually maybe blown away by some of them, possibly. But it's just I don't have that level of excitement for them right now. Um, I'll just recap very quickly my tier one Excitatron games, Tomb Raider, Uncharted 4, um, Arkham Knight. Those games are the ones I can't wait for. Uh, And honestly this year is going to be a a super exciting year for for games in general um the uh uh, steam box might come back out of the forest where it's it's been lost in the past few months uh which is a a very exciting uh development for pc gaming of which i'm a, a huge uh proponent um Arkham, uh, uh, the the Arkham. I have Arkham on my mind. Uh, the next gen, quote unquote, the current gen consoles are going to be coming into their own as well um, this year. I think this year is the real year of PS4 and Xbox One, um, and there are just so many games. The list is is really long of games that we we can genuinely be excited about. So. Um, and and again, there are tons that I that I didn't mention, um, and and tons of smaller games that are going to be really fun as well. And I'm not even talking about you know VR and all of those crazy things that are probably going to be happening as well. To to an extent, I mean, just to say this, just to be on record, I think VR is definitely going to be a thing this year. It's just it needs to be worked through in order to become what it really can be. And I think that's going to take a year or two uh, to happen for us to figure out if it's more than a novelty and actually a really uh, uh, integral part of our video gaming experience. Um, So we'll see. All right. I think that's going to be it for this show. Um, I will be back with uh, a co-host, a co-host or more, probably one, um, in a couple of weeks. And we'll go through, obviously, all of the uh, news items that will have come out in the meantime. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm available on Twitter at NotPatrick. Um, that, I guess you know, I say it all the time. Not Patrick. It's easy. If you want to comment on the show, tell me which games you are excited about and why. Uh, you can do so on Frenchspin.com. Uh, that's a the the site, the website where I talk about. Uh, no, huh? What am I saying? That's the website where I host my shows. That's what happens there. Uh, all of my English language shows are hosted on Frenchspin.com. Uh, you can uh, find other shows as well. Uh, on that site, including the Phineas Club. Well, actually, it's the only other one <laughs> uh, at the moment, at least. Um, the Phileas Club, where I get people from different perspectives and cultures to talk about the news. It's a, like a news and current affairs show. Um, and we get together from like, I don't know, different countries and different cultures, like literally around the world, and discuss of the news, discuss the news. And that gives you a very different 
opinion and uh, view on things that we might think are, are pretty much set in our cultures. Um, so I really encourage you to listen to it. It's, a, it's really fun. Uh, it's important for me to keep the show enjoyable and entertaining. But at the same time, we cover things, we cover things that are usually pretty serious. Um, and I think the, the mix of both of those works, which is kind of surprising uh, but it does so the phileas club you can find it on frenchspin.com and obviously you can subscribe to it it's a podcast that's what you do so thanks for listening to that um that's gonna be it for the show we will talk to you again uh, as i was saying in two months and until then i uh, send you giant hugs like seriously giant uh, french hugs don't ask what that entails just just you know just be trustful uh, and uh, and remember as i was saying in my uh, excited report of games i want to be optimistic see you soon bye As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.